Hey, John here. Today I'm going to talk about affiliate landers and how I'm using them in my niche sites. I'll, I'll go through the what, the how, etc., etc., etc. If you're more visual and you want to actually see me do a over-the-shoulder demonstration on how I set these up, I did include that in the video on the Fat Stacks channel. You can check it out. It's called 56% Increase in Affiliate Commissions with this Affiliate Lander Strategy. But if you just want to get the general concept of it and you figure yourself, you can jump in and create your own lenders by all means, listen to the podcast. I'm going to, I'm going to still go through a lot of detail here. So what is an affiliate lander? It's basically just a webpage dedicated to promoting something or several things with affiliate links. Okay. So the, the main focus of the page is to promote, to get the click and to get the sale wherever you send them. It can include physical products, software, info products, or services. It can be one product, it can be two products, it can be many products. I tend to focus on multiple product listicles, but you can definitely be very, very effective with single product lenders. I do use those as well across many sites. Some can have lots of text, some can have little text. Now, my focus here is I basically use a template and it can be replicated over and over and over very, very quickly. That's what I show you in the demo and in the, in the video version of this. And we can crank them out. It's, it's not content I'm trying to rank. In fact, I know index most of them because I'm just cranking these out and I am rolling them into my site and trying to drive traffic to them. So what are the benefits of taking the time and the money and the effort to make affiliate landers? Well, obviously you generate more affiliate sales, but it's beyond that really. It's, it's for me, I have a, most of my content is informational content. It's not transactional. It's not buyer intent. So, you know, it's informational and I'm pretty reluctant to really load up my high ranking informational content with affiliate links, especially the fact that it's not going to convert great anyway. So the risk reward just isn't there, but I still want to include some promotions. I like getting more page views by sending people to other pages on the site. So I thought, well, the affiliate landers can serve those purposes and it's done and it does. And it's actually working. I've had a really nice more than double of uh, affiliate clicks on my site with skim links uh, in the last two weeks since I started this. And the skim link revenue has jumped up really nicely too. And I've just, I've just started this. This is, this project's going to be a long, long, long term project. So I'm pretty excited about it. I certainly don't think the revenue is going to even come close to what I make with ad revenue. And the whole site is informational. It's not transactional. I'm not going to change that. So while I am getting more clicks and affiliate commissions are increasing, it's not going to be huge just because there's not a whole lot of buyer intent throughout my sites. All right. So, and I did just, mention the benefit of getting more page views. Well, that's pretty cool, right? Because I do actually put ads on these landers as well. You don't have to, if you prefer not to, you just turn the ads off. But I, I include them just because typically my conversions aren't great. I mean, I'm, I'm generating a lot of clicks and not a whole ton of sales, but the sales are growing and that's what's important. So it's working pretty well. In the last 30 days, I managed to get almost double the number of clicks. So that's pretty sweet. Now, my main objective, as I already mentioned, is to just roll in a lot of affiliate promotions in my site without having to pepper all my high ranking uh, informational content with affiliate links. So in terms of how I structure it, basically, hopefully you can try to imagine this. I have my informational article, you know, that's some cornerstone or whatever, how to do this X, Y, Z. And then what I'll do is I'll incorporate links where relevant to uh, particular lander, landing pages. So it might be like, oh, uh, 
click here to see 10 really good examples of X or click here to see our 10 favorite examples of Y and that sort of thing. And they, I just use text links, nothing fancy. I just put them in there and then it links to these landers and these landers will be a list of various products uh, with brief descriptions and titles and then we'll link out to the various merchants. And it's as simple as that. And when you think about it, if you have a several hundred informational articles on your website, I mean, the opportunities to roll in relevant links to various different landing pages that are on different topics and different products and so forth. It's vast. It's incredible. And so you can just keep cranking these out over and over and over and really um, build up a huge network of these. And, and you can, you know, link to the same lander from multiple informational pages, wherever it's relevant, you just add links to it. Right. And, and, and I really don't suggest that you try to, I don't want to, the word trick is a little harsh, but trick readers or use some sort of real clickbait to get them over there. You will, you, you kind of use the text the, for the links to the landing pages to filter out the users where it's not relevant. That's what I do. I, I'm pretty clear with what this landing page is about. And that way, you know, only the people who are interested in that would click. And I just think that makes for a better user experience. I'm not just trying to get a whole bunch of people to click links to, to, to merchants and that sort of thing. I mean, it's pretty easily done. I, it's just not my MO. It's not what I want to do with my sites. So how, how would this work as an example? Well, let's say you had the information article topic of how to get a dog to use a dog bed. So I don't know. I don't know anything about dogs. I don't have a dog, but let's say this, this is going to be 1800 words on how to train a dog to use a dog bed instead of, I don't know, sleep on your bed. Uh, so somewhere, somewhere it's going to make sense that you would, could include a list of dog beds to promote, right, on Amazon or wherever. Now, instead of rolling in, you know, five images of various dog beds on merchants in the article itself or some table, affiliate table or whatever you use, you just create a nice link or even you can create a nice showcase box that promotes your landing page. Oh, if you're interested in dog beds, check out our favorite, uh, our 10 favorite dog beds here and click here. And there's your lander. It's very simple and it clearly sets out your 10 favorite dog beds with links, description, pictures and so forth. And, and you could do that. And so you filtered your readers and your informational article, some a lot of people aren't going to care. They're not going to care what your favorite dog beds are. They don't even, they're not in the market to buy a dog bed. They already have a dog bed. They just want to get their dog to use the dog bed. But there may be some people who are thinking, hmm, well, I have a dog bed or I don't, but if the one I have doesn't seem to be working, maybe there's something better. Maybe my, maybe my dog wants a better dog bed, right? So <laughs> that's just sort of, this is sort of the whole process and that's, that's the way it is. And you always have to remember everything about this business and a lot of businesses, it's really a numbers game, right? We're just, the, the more traffic you get and the more affiliate links you can add to your site and the more eyeballs and the more clicks you get over time is going to increase all of your key numbers, all right? Now, in the same article, that wouldn't be the end of it. Let's say, let's say you're going along. Well, it would make sense to perhaps have a list of alternatives to dog beds. Maybe it's hopeless. Maybe their dog will never use a dog bed no matter what. Well, what are alternatives to dog beds other than them sleeping in their, your bed? 
And now I don't know. I don't know what alternatives would be a blanket or something. I don't know. But anyways, there must be. And then you could have a landing page with alternatives to dog beds. And the people who are finding dog beds hopeless, they might actually be really interested in that. And then you could even have a section in the articles like, well, if you know you don't want to spend the money on a dog bed, a simple blanket will do. Well, now you can have a, a list of blankets you think are great for dogs. And so on and so forth. So you sort of think this through. The person who's here learning about training a dog to use a dog bed, what is all the, you know, sort of the collateral and related keywords and, and products that they might find useful and hopefully will want to buy? So my format is as simple as possible. And, you know, basically I create a, a very simple template that I delegate to the VAs. VAs are running this whole show at this point. I spent quite a bit of time setting it up, coming up with my designs and figuring out what's working and how I want to structure it. Once I got that down, I created a prototype. I got a template and now they just use the template and they create these in, you know, hopefully at scale. They're just getting started. Um, they're pretty busy as it is. So I'm not, I'm probably not going to blow this up like super, super fast, but anyways, it's easy to delegate with Gutenberg. You can create, you can create templates and then you can duplicate those pages and then you can even duplicate in individual blocks. It's awesome, right? It's very, very simple, very, very quick to do. And so basically my list goals are really simple. No sidebar, straight down, 10 product showcases, title, short description, button, image. The image is linked also with an affiliate link because people just click images a lot. So always, always add affiliate links to your images where you can. And that's it. And I stick to around 10. Some might be 25. Maybe some will be five if there's really only a limited number of options. Okay. And that's as simple as it is. I'm trying to keep this really, really simple. I don't want it all fancy uh, because I just want people, I want it to look good. I want it to be clear. I want it to load fast on mobile and I want to get the click. All right. I'm going to uh, wrap this up. It's not over quite yet. It's not not over super soon. But I'm going to wrap up this podcast version of this affiliate lander with some FAQs. And so one would be, would affiliate plugins help or work with this? Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of affiliate plugins. I've, I've used them all. I am using AMZ images with Gutenberg blocks. And specifically, I really like the WP stackable block uh, for this. And the demo goes through all that in the video. But other potential plugins you can consider would be the Lasso plugin. It works with Amazon and non-Amazon. Amalinks Pro is really great for Amazon only. AAWP, also Amazon only. Affiliatable is uh, both non-Amazon or Amazon. See, th these are options you can use. I don't tend to use that. I'm just relying on a nice little simple design in Gutenberg and AMZ images for the, for the Amazon stuff. Next up, how do I link to landers from informational articles. I don't overthink this. Now you could get this really fancy and create some really nice link and showcases and ads and so forth. And you could do that on your site to try to get more links. Right now I'm keeping it really simple. I'm just putting text links for the most part. Click here for 10 great examples. Click here for our favorite 10, blah, blah, blah. Okay. You can use buttons if you want. You can create really complex, stylish, boxes and, and all that. I'm not doing that. I want to roll this out fast. I want to get across my site. Now, let's say I have a particular landing page that's generating a lot of sales. Skim Lakes is pretty cool because it actually show you from what page on your site sales are getting generated from. That's really useful information. So if I have a few that are really outperforming the others, I may go back and take more care and try to get even more clicks to that lander. And you can also use pop-ups like a convert box or maybe your email uh, 
software includes uh, pop-ups. You can include pop-ups and then link to various landers with those pop-ups throughout your site. So anything to do to get the link, but at the same time, you know, filter out the people, make sure it's clear where they're going because I mean, it only makes sense. You don't want people who aren't interested showing up there. What about creating more of a sales page lander? This is typically more when, when people think landing page or thinking about the email signup page, thinking about sales pages. And that's true. My, my take on this is a, is a spin or a twist on the whole concept, but it is serving as a, a landing page. And that's why I, I've really put out a lot of information on it because it is a little bit different. But yeah, I mean, if you want to create a, like a full written affiliate promo sales page, by all means, I mean, go for it. And, and if there is a lot of good text on there, I mean, you don't want to no index that. You want to index it. You want to try to rank it. I know index it because there's almost no unique content on the page. So I don't want my site to have hundreds of thin content pages, at least viewed by Google. Uh, that would that would just cause problems for my site. I'm never going to rank this stuff anyway. But if you do do a full write-up and do a really nice job on a whether it's a single or multiple product uh, landing page, by all means, index it. And, and that also takes me to, you know, if you do quite a bit of the buyer intent content, like reviews or more importantly, like you're the best ofs. I don't do a lot of those, but if you do do a lot of best ofs, those in itself could serve as a landing page. You don't have to go create something different. If you have a high converting affiliate page on your site that's relevant, just use that. There are some instances where I, where I am doing that. I didn't create a new landing page. I'm just using a page that actually is getting traffic and it has affiliate links and it's converting and it's working, I might as well just use that, send more traffic to that, right? So, you know, try to always think about what is the most effective, efficient, easiest way to do stuff. All right, do the landers hurt conversions? Well, yes and no. I mean, if you're going to do the full high converting landing page with the sales write up and all that, that those, if they're done well, can really help conversions. Now, but if, but by doing what I'm doing, whereas an informational content by linking to yet another page with the affiliate links, yeah, that's going to hurt conversions. I, I would probably convert more if I just put the affiliate links in the info content, but, but my main objective is to not have my high ranking content loaded with affiliate links throughout my site. I just want to take that risk. There's no need to take that risk because even if this huge project is a huge success, the affiliate revenue is still going to be a fraction of the ad revenue. So I got to keep, I got to keep the focus here. And so I don't want to take that risk. So yeah, I'm, I'm losing conversions, but it, I don't think it's a huge loss. And I think it's going to be a net gain in the end anyway. And I'm better off just keeping my info pages affiliate link free or for the most part affiliate link free. What about the buyer intent stuff, like review articles or best ofs or anything that actually serves somebody who's looking to like basically pull the trigger and buy something right off the bat? Would I create landers on those to avoid the affiliate links? No, I don't. If I I do publish the odd review and I do publish the odd best of and that sort of thing, I will put affiliate links into those and then they will serve as landers for that related topic. Okay. So I mean I'm not I'm not trying to avoid all affiliate links throughout my site. I'm just trying to I'm trying to reduce it. I'm trying to reduce the risk where it makes sense where the whole risk reward payoff works to, and makes more sense to do the landers. All right. Uh, do I link to the same lander for multiple articles? Yes. Leverage it. Get as much as you can out of it. If you're taking the time to make these, use it. You know, you go through and if you have a lot of content, some of your landers could be linked to from 10, 15 different articles. You might as well do it. 
And what about putting landers on a subdomain? I, I included this in the presentation in today's podcast because I know somebody's going to ask this question. Uh, and the answer is I considered it. It's not a bad idea. It would work just fine. I didn't do it and here's why. Ad Thri I want to keep Ad Thrive ads on some of these pages. And Ad Thrive considers a subdomain an entirely new website, which would require setting it all up. And plus you got to set up the subdomain and do all this stuff. It's basically like creating a whole new site. That's a lot of work when really I, there's no reason not to. What I decided to do instead, and I step you through this in the video demo on YouTube, is I actually create a custom post type for these landers. Uh, you could call it whatever you want. Um, uh, products, okay? And so... What's great about custom post types is they don't fall into the blog role like on recent post grids or anything like that, but they're also not pages. It makes it really easy to organize within my site. So let's say I do a hundred of these. I know where they all are. I've got a custom post type and they're all right here. So it's very easy for me and everybody else working on them. So that's what I decided to do. I know index most of them. Some of them that I am trying to rank for keywords where I put a lot of effort into actually adding content, I'll index those. But for the most part, by default, they're no index. And so that's how I decided to do it instead of a subdomain. But if you like the subdomain approach, by all means, go for it. It's not, it's not going to hurt. It's just more work. What affiliate networks do I use for my niche sites? Well, uh, I get asked this a lot. I use skim links primarily for all the physical products just because there's thousands of merchants in there. It's very quick to, to make affiliate links with their tool. I don't do the skim link site wide thing where it converts every link into an affiliate link that could end up with way too many affiliate links. Instead, what I do is I just use it to create affiliate links inside skim links. And then I'll just use that directly where I want to use that particular link. Uh, and of course I use Amazon. I mean, there's always going to be some opportunity to link to Amazon, but really who you use, which network and which merchants approach is going to totally depend on your, on your niche. I mean, you got to look for the best opportunities there. Fat stacks, there's hardly anything on skim links or Amazon that I would use. It's, it's individual merchants, most of whom have their own uh, affiliate programs. So, but if you are in something where there's a lot of physical products that you're promoting, uh, you can't go wrong with skim links on Amazon. Pretty easy, pretty fast to create affiliate links. So how many landers am I planning? Well, right now I plan uh, at least at least a few hundred. And if, if this works and, and results keep improving as they happen, there's no reason why it wouldn't end up into the thousands and, and a lot of interlinking going on with my site to really leverage this. And it, again, it, I don't see the revenue exploding yeah, it may go up and up and up, but really it's just adding another dimension to the site that I think is, is a useful, good for user experience. And if it adds more revenue to the site, well, that's certainly a nice bonus. Again, if you want to actually see the demos of me setting all this up in the, in the back end of a site, I, I go through how to create custom post types and the, specifically how to create these in Gutenberg. Uh, you can go watch the video. It's all there. It, it's a, it's at about the five and a half minute mark is where I start that. So check that out. The rest of the video is pretty much uh, repeat of what I talked about in this podcast episode. But if you just wanted the general concept and you, and you can take care of the technical stuff, hopefully this podcast served that purpose. Thanks for listening.